I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy. We talking about Twitter. Ripple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. They are no longer the Pittsburgh Steelers I love. Did the Steelers feel the same way about you? Is that Nazi Harris? Can I have your autograph, please? We have money on. When when the cafeteria orders up chicken salad, we're the ones who turn it back and say, no, we want supreme pizza. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I am Kyle Kreis. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. And I thought that we were going to be, I thought, you know, we were going to be full steam ahead into draft season. Okay. But... Uh, but no, it's it's kind of like uh, this part of Steelers offseason is kind of like the Bachelorette where, okay. uh, you know, around, you know, before we get to the good stuff like the hometown dates or the fantasy suites, mm. somewhere before that, a villain okay. must emerge. Okay, that, that's already so much more than I've known about The Bachelor. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, okay. a villain usually around episode three or four, the villain, okay. the villain emerges. Gotcha. Uh, and in and Steelers Twitter is is a lot like uh, the Bachelorette. A villain has emerged. Well, there's always a villain somewhere on Steelers Twitter. Yeah, mo- mo- mostly all villains, and uh, <laughs> and we're the only heroes. No, oh, good. but now. Whew. Uh, a new villain has emerged, mm-hmm. um, and and he was he's our Pro Bowl wide receiver, Deontay oh, John Deontay whatever I'll call him Deontay <laughs> Deontay Johnson. Oh boy! Let's get to the tweets. Let's start with Deontay himself at mm. Juice Up underscore three, laughing my ass off. It be your own fans, fans mm. in quotes. Okay. Uh you know, we're talking about. Is it even? It's not. Is it even rumor? I don't even know if it's. It's. I think it's less than rumors. I think it's less than vibes. I think it's just uh, projections okay. that Deontay Johnson is going to be the next diva receiver. He's holding out of of uh, non mandatory workout sessions. Oh man! Well, first off, from this tweet, I see that Deontay has absolutely figured out how Twitter and your fans work. Like he's got a very strong grasp of that. It, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's I ah. Uh, oh, I mean, I guess this is better than talking about mock drafts. But man, I you know, it's always amazing to me that anyone that has more than two years in the league ever goes to these mandatory workouts. I mean, it always yeah. feels very much like it. You know, whatever the football equivalent is of like uh, in service the first in service days for teachers or like you know freshman orientation for your football team it um but yeah i mean it i i I think part of what has the fans being your own fans in this particular case is that he didn't show up along with you know just these unbelievable and i rarely use that word unbelievable contracts for other receivers throughout the league right now let well let's uh let's let's get to all you know Steeler just just not even a week ago, you know, Steeler Nation was like, you know, it's it, these people are humans. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, let's remember these players are humans. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a week ago. A lot. Well, that's of- before they did anything even remotely disagreeable. <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's pile on the hate. <laughs> At S City Nation four one two Steel City Nation, 
why do I feel Deontay could easily turn into one of those prima donna type guys real quick if he gets paid? If he doesn't get the money he wants, he's gone. Uh, at Kevin Adams 26, Kevin Adams, I really hope Deontay Johnson doesn't turn into a diva on us. He's starting with the cryptic tweets again. Oh no, the cryptic tweets. And rumors are swirling. Didn't attend voluntary workouts. Didn't practice with teammates last week. Disgruntled? Can't we just have a normal wide receiver just one time? Yeah, we had the normal wide receiver. He was Juju. Everyone won out. <laughs> What's with these haters? I, I think Mike Wallace might have been the normal wide receiver too. <laughs> I, I, I do want to say that I, I was I was very struck by Steel City Nation's tweet because you know why do I feel like he can easily turn into one of those prima donna types if he gets paid? If he doesn't get the money he wants, he's gone. Those feel like two completely contradictory yeah. ideas. Yeah, it's it's if he's going to be a diva if you pay him, and he's and if you don't pay him, he's going to be a diva and leave. It kind of sounds like the no win situation there. It um I I, I mean I I always hate to put myself. I mean you know I always try to be like okay put yourself in someone else's shoes man if i was getting paid a fraction of what i could be and i was going into a tense negotiation cryptic tweets would be the best thing i do <laughs> i mean cry cryptic tweets is it, are you guys new to twitter you know not every tweet is uh spelled out like a press uh, release you and, know and, well, and also too it's i mean there's such things as like subtext yeah and context how weird would twitter be how weird would communication be if everyone just said exactly what they were thinking at all times well, let's get to, uh. let's get more of these uh, contradictory uh, hate tweets. Okay. At ZR underscore dude. This is from ZR. Mm -hmm. Look, man, you are replaceable, and you will get eventually get paid. <laughs> it's the same thing about two different ideas. Acting like a victim on social media just makes you unlikable. Man up. Is is DJ acting like the victim all of a sudden? I, 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 I mean, it. I can see, I, I do understand the idea of you are a fan and you read Lemo, it be your own fans, and you get upset about that for a moment. Okay, but I, I don't know about that makes you necessarily unlikable. That's just complaining about some aspect of your job. You know, this is the... Uh, this is what we call the free market. Let me uh, right. let's do a little economics lesson here <laughs> for uh, all the all those free market warriors out there. Um, the free market lets these players, uh, you know, get to do these kind of negotiations. And yes, holding out is part of the negotiation process mm -hmm. now. And mm -hmm. now the new thanks to TJ, now we have holding in right. where oh. they can show up and and you know I think we'll see that with Minka. You know they're going to show up and and not you know it won't be the holdout like in the Heinz Ward days. Right. where it was a big deal you know mm -hmm. but they're gonna they're gonna get their contracts one way or the other you know yes. look we saw we see Debo Samuel out there in 49ers requesting uh his trade you know yeah. DJ isn't out there requesting a trade right um even you know James Washington who may have requested a trade last right. year which that was that's unclear and it was very professional even if he's saying behind the scenes let's do this contract or I want out mm -hmm. it's not out there in public so these right. DJ haters it makes no sense to me I, I do I, I and I think I said it last year I very much like this softer cuddlier kind of holdout yeah the holdout of I'm doing cardio in line of sight on the <laughs> sideline <laughs> while I'm around everybody I mean it's 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 a whole it's socially distanced holdout is basically what it is yes I like that mm -hmm. for the COVID era you know we're catching mm -hmm. golf balls one-handed over here and right you guys can get sweaty exactly. and sloppy. you're doing a good job <laughs> Yeah. Like that's what you could say from the sideline. Like, um, let's uh, even in our. It's coming from our own building. Let's go uh -oh. to at 
BT Steel Curtain, BTSC. This is our own behind the steel curtain. I think this is. Let's. I, I want to give credit. I think this is D- Dave Schofield okay. on the article. You might not want to hear this, but the time for the Steelers to get maximum value in a Deontay Johnson trade is now. Now, technic. Yes, technically. Yeah. Yes, if you were going to trade him, uh, now would be the time. But there is no max value trade. Well, how? What? What did we get when we traded Antonio Brown? Well, I mean, that, if I remember correctly, we got so much more than we ever would have at any other time. I mean, that was they got maximum value in a very, I don't know what the right word is, corrupted or difficult situation where Antonio Brown was like, I am going to leave and never play for you again. And Colbert had to be like, okay, well, do you guys want to give us something for this? And somehow he did. I mean, this is in a very, not to cross sports, but in a real like money ball sense of the phrase. Yeah, this is the time to trade Deontay Johnson. This is the best time to trade TJ Watt. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like it's, yes. It's, it's in a money ball sense of the word it sure is the better someone you know buy low sell high and then sell high but that's you know you can't stock market's not a good analogy either because it's not like you need another stock to rush the passer during the season yeah well yeah it might be the best time to trade him but it's the worst time to trade him <laughs> we don't have wide receivers on the roster we certainly don't have pro bowl receivers on the roster oh yeah it's 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 again it, it you, sure you trade him if somebody's willing to go crazy if someone's like here's three first round picks or two or some insanity then sure but even then whatever you the thing about trading someone like Deontay whatever trading someone like this, whatever you get back you have to replace Deontay with it true so whatever you get for it has to be that much stronger so you know it um and we're getting him at his best value right now on this oh, uh, yeah. rookie contract if which is uh, what he's complaining about <laughs> well yeah yeah but within the within the rules of the league oh yeah um we we sorry we uh my my special friends the Steelers could not only keep him this year but could tag him for two additional years. Right. So if we really uh you know who holds the cards in this situation it's it's the Steelers and um. I just, you know, it's like trade him. Come on, we've got we've got th- at least three seasons left if we wanted with him. Again, everything you said is correct, and again, just to piggyback on top of that, everything you pointed out about out about how the Steelers have the control is true, which is why I totally see as a way to deal with that is cryptic tweets, because <laughs> that's something Deontay does control is cryptic tweets. Well, let's go down. You know, here's a point that uh, may have been lost. Let's go all the way down to. At my mad scientist, FF, Damian Scott, mm-hmm. did Deontay Johnson get a quarterback upgrade this offseason? Question mark. Doesn't seem anyone's talking about that. Look, Deontay was a pro bowler in in Ben's, uh, you know, in, in, in certainly in Ben's. Sunset. Sunset. I like that. Thank you. So now with Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. in his, uh, in the land of the rising sun. <laughs> Is there more ceiling for Deontay this season than in his last two seasons? I mean, that's the biggest (laughs) question. I mean, that's literally the question that hangs over everything. I mean, it's entirely possible. I I imagine other than Najee Harris, that, you know, Deontay's the person the offense is going to run through the most, even more so than Fryermouth. But, um, but yeah, I I don't, I, I think... He got a quarterback upgrade. I certainly can't prove that in <laughs> April. We'll know when we're unleashing hell in December. Right. Well, we'll know if we're unleashing hell in like September of 12th. <laughs> like, um, I, you know, 
But I think that there is a point there that yeah. if Mitch can do a little bit more, even just a little bit more than what Ben yes. could do, then certainly the potential for we saw a couple deep balls to DJ last year, but right. nothing that uh, certainly the fans would be excited for. Well, also we saw a lot of like DJ catches the ball and then like outrun and then like spins and outruns one guy and then has to outrun four and can't because <laughs> that's where the ball that's where you know they had they run him short so yeah so the pen could get rid of it. I'll give the final word on DJ to. At David M. Todd, David Todd. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised how many Steeler fans don't realize how good Deontay Johnson is. Steelers have exactly three to four players on the team who's better at what they do. You I know, can buy that. Is he? Um, you know, now that uh, you know, now that that the that Ben is gone, is he our best offensive player? He's certainly in the conversation. I think this is in a weird way that what Todd is speaking to there is kind of like you know, the parts of AB that are kind of like buried in your subconscious, <laughs> like as crazy and annoying as AB can be and how it's so, that's so prominent the way we think about him. There's still something in the back of your mind that kind of remembers just how good he was when he was on the field. And that, and I think it's hard not to compare Deontay on some level to that. So that's why it doesn't feel like Deontay's as good as he is. Sure. Sure. We, you know, that was just so recent history. The, we, I mean, even I took those AB years for granted, you know, oh, yeah. those sideline catches, those, the one handed, the separate, Separation. I think that is. Uh, I. I don't know. I, I didn't have. I don't have the tweet here, but uh, someone quoted a coach saying separation is more important trait for a wideout than necessarily contested catches. I can believe that, especially for guys that aren't, you know, the biggest uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald looking dude. Like, yeah, there's only so many Randy Mosses in the world, mm-hmm. right? Everyone mm-hmm. else is a lot. There's only a couple Randy Mosses. Everyone else is a Ryan Switzer. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope that's. <laughs> And that's something you could take to your actual job too, and do it with your own <laughs> colleagues and look around. If you're not a, if you're not a Randy Moss, you're a Ryan Switzer. <laughs> all right, if you're or or a Ray Ray, you're a Randy you or go. a Ray you're, Ray. Yes. Um, all right, if you're not counting DJ out, then you might just be counting the entire Steeler team out. That's oh. right. We are Ooh. the off season. Uh, we are the off season. Uh, not the goats. What's the opposite of the goats? Uh, 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 the ungoat. Uh, the the ungoats. We're the we're the we're the gloat. We're the Glo- mope. Well, well, I don't know. Mope. mope. I mean, mope. All right. Sense. So we're it's the off-season mope. Okay. Here is uh, here's the tweet mm-hmm. from at Dan Orlovsky7. Dan Orlovsky from uh, ESPN's first take. Okay. The Steelers are in one of the worst positions in the NFL. Okay. Um. Should we uh, should we give him let him give him a chance to sure, give a little more I context? That was about the draft. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's give Dan uh, let let him explain himself here. I think the Steelers are in probably one of the worst positions in the NFL. What I mean mean by that is this. They are an AFC football team that is searching for a quarterback. We'll see what happens with Mitchell Trubisky. I still believe in him. All right, let me hold on there. So we're a team that's in desperate need of a quarterback, but this, but he believes in Mitch Trubisky still. I, I, I mean, I've, I haven't seen like who asked him this question and how, but I do listening to his response. It sounds like he knows he's losing whoever it is he told this to. Like the <laughs> subtext of all is this. No, no, no. Seriously, go with me. Well, let, let's let's keep going. But that conference, as we know, is loaded with superstar quarterbacks. What? So do they need to draft a quarterback in the first round if and only if it is Malik Willis? Okay, all right. So Malik Willis isn't starting week one in September. Certainly not, no. But, you know, that's the only quarterback that we need to – okay, let's let's continue, Dan. Let's, uh, let's explain yourself here. I think the Steelers are still very much so away from a quarterback away winning that division. So we're still, we're still, a, we're still very much so away. Very much so away from being a quarterback away. 
That's two away <laughs> so in four words. That's far away. So he's saying even if we had an Aaron Rodgers uh, back there, this still is an incomplete team? I, I mean, I, I, I see, the thing is, whenever someone says something this goofy, you automatically try, like I automatically try to put it in a more positive context to make it make more sense. So I'm, th- <laughs> so I'm going back to the thing about Malik Willis and thinking, okay, even if they got Malik Willis, they're still at least one and or two aways away from being uh, a team in the AFC North. But that's the best I can do. All right, let's uh, let's continue. Now, a quarterback does not give them the division over Baltimore or Cincinnati what? or even Cleveland now that they've acquired Deshaun Watson. We'll see how many games he's a part of this year. But oh, that's so kind we're of not, a big question. We're, we're not even, you know, <laughs> we're not even as good as Cleveland. We'll see how many games their quarterback plays. I was going to say, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that felt like it. I mean, that's like, that was the Surgeon General's warning appearing <laughs> at the bottom there. Like, hey, he's not done yet. Wow. Malik Willis is the guy that physically, talent-wise, I sit there and go, it at least upgrades them. They have issues in their secondary. They still have issues in offensive tackle. They got issues on their defensive line. Oh, so, my gosh. How many issues? We got a whole subscription here. Yeah, it's, wow. Uh, <laughs> what am I? This is a weekly magazine. So many issues here. The show's called First Take, but we're on take number 15. <laughs> I mean, do we have... Okay. Yes, we, we know that we... We, we know that we had defensive line issues last season. We know that we had offensive tackle issues last season. Is that still? I mean, I, I feel as our offensive tackles are at least set with Dan Moore and Chooks. I mean, again, listening to what Mr. Orlowski has said here, I, I do think that the Steelers would be like a two-point underdog if they were to play Cleveland this Sunday. Oh. However, but... Again, without there being a draft or a camp or anyone else or, you know, just that, like it's, you know, if they, if we're playing games in April, we might be in some rough shape. Okay. All right. But again, I, I, I we're still undefeated in April, too, which I think is something people tend to forget. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so, so you know, yes, the, the national media wants to walk circles around us. We don't, you know, we don't know what we have here. Okay. Um, let's go back to the tweets we got. This is at Dre Terade, Andre Abdulanian. Oh, that's a good uh, handle. Yeah, yeah. I personally don't think Mitch will even be last year's version of Ben. Wow. I mean, that's not impossible, but that is, again, a. I mean, this is like if you were like to look up hot take in the dictionary, you know, this is this. This could be like you could teach a seminar about a hot take more or less from the sentence. I, I think maybe it'd have to be somebody a little more famous than Mr. Draderade. But the idea is there like this is the platonic ideal of a hot take. OK, well, let's go. Let's uh, let's go up. Let's raise our profile. Let's go all the way up to at FanDuel. Oh, the AFC is loaded at the QB positions. Here's our QB power rankings. Mm-hmm. Mitch is 14th behind Watson, Tua, and Trevor Lawrence. I think that, I mean, that, that, that certainly makes sense before anyone takes a snap. Yeah, I don't think, because I mean, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence looked very good in some games where like he was literally the only person out there. So <laughs> I totally get that. Uh, Tua has won games recently. Watson, we've, the last time we saw him win games, which I think at this point was like 1998. I feel like it was sometime long ago when he did so. But yeah, I mean, it's, if you just look at the names and what they've done, sure. I saw that infographic too. It, it got us talking about FanDuel, other than uh, that's a great way for you to lose some money betting on it. But well, yeah. you know, we all know power rankings are about as useful as, you know, like power rankings. Yes, I guess. right. Exactly. Power <laughs> rankings are their own analogy. It is It is like, it, it, it's sort of like the, yeah, it's basically the version of like an icebreaker conversation starter for your social media to have a power ranking. Well, here's some here's something more tangible okay. uh, than power rankings. Let's go to at 
JX Ames F10. We want Trubisky. QB1 of the Steelers versus old man that chokes in the playoffs. This is Aaron Rodgers. Oh. I got my money on Money Mitch, and it money was a Mitch. video of the two of them uh, chugging beers. Oh. And Mitch can, you know, he looks like he's the social chair at Beta House, the way oh, he can wow. chug a beer. Yeah. Oh, good for him. And uh, Aaron okay. Rodgers, of course, can't. He's a, he's more of a sipper, you know? Okay, well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is also a much older man. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, I can understand. I don't want to just start, like, pounding them back. But it, um, but no, I mean, that's good to hear. I mean, and, and also at some level, that's good to hear because, I mean, the last time we saw Mitch, it was in, you know, the Steelers' office. It was like, hey, I'm really glad to be here. I think we're going to do these wonderful things. So, like, to have him pounding beers kind of shows perhaps a level of humanity that I did not necessarily anticipate. <laughs> he, he's not the only bad boy, Mace. Mitch is Mitch can chug a beer. All right. Um, let's go. Oh, while we're while we're here at mm-hmm. uh, everyone counting us out, let's just go to at Josh Debau from the Associated Press. Uh, he has the coach of the year odds already the, oh. way, the way too early coach of the year odds wow finally found something made the power rankings look important <laughs> well raiders josh mcdaniels is favorite to win coach of the year at 12 to 1 this is uh per okay. bet online underscore ag mm. uh by the way tomlin is uh, is tied for 11th mm. with 20 to 1 odds along with frank wright matt lafleur mike rabel sean mcveigh zach taylor Okay, well, I mean, it's, the coach of the year always goes to what? Usually the guy that had a team that was bad the year before and they're good this year. Or the second case is something like this where the guy coached somewhere else and then comes over and takes over a team. So it's usually those two things. I was kind of surprised by this to see that the favorite is a 12 to 1. Those feels like <laughs> steep odds for yeah. the favorite. That's not a, like, we really believe in this guy favorite. That's We had to get out numbers today to hopefully take your money. And the Raiders, too, with that. That's a tough division. Right. Well, oh yeah, and it's it, but they spent a lot of money, and it's a trendy pick. I mean, I but I can also see, but again, it, it's and it's something it has to be drilled into your mind. They don't give you the odds because based on what's going to happen, they give you the odds based on what's going to get you spending money. True, and so you can look at that and think, well, I got that big wide receiver. You know, maybe Mahomes gets hurt. I don't know. The Chargers don't take a step. Maybe my twelve to one could pay off here. Is it odd that Tomlin has never won Coach of the Year? Oh, it's absolutely bizarre. I mean, it's it's because you can specifically point to different years when he might have, but also I without doing it, without actually looking at it, it it's not like they pick like a uh, uh, second team coach of the year. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think so like each of those years, even like the Duck year or or the Super yes. Bowl years, there was probably without looking for me, there was probably a guy the team went three and thirteen, and then they went ten and six, and you know, and it's like okay, that guy's coach of the year, sure. All right. Well, I think now is a good time for us to take our break. Uh, okay. We've got a lot to talk about in the second half, uh, including uh-huh. all the all the latest mocks. It's been the it's been a busy week in the mock drafts. Oh, and the oh, plus we we're going to give away the latest clue to our uh, to our draft party prize pack. If you want to if you want to go to Heinz Field, is it at Heinz Field? I think I to uh, to the I draft read. day party, we have the clue that you need to win that prize and so that's coming up in the second half um and if you do go to the draft day party uh i want i want pictures because because i'm not going all right hold on we also got to talk about anything else we got to talk about i don't Uh, know yeah who knows a lot of uh, a lot of stuff let's uh we'll be right back Right, 
the renegades have found a way back to your podcast. Okay. Uh, it's the second half of what Jen's talking about. We we promised we'd have the uh, the, the latest clue for uh, to win the prize to the mock draft party. It's not a mock draft party. It's the draft day party. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have that clue coming up later in the second half. But uh, first, it is that special time. It's time to mock the mocks. That's right. The busiest mock week yet. Ugh. And that makes sense because it's, right. uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, you know, let's let's get to the song. I've seen these mocks pick so many names all across the web, but they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Did you see they were going to do a, a Van Halen, they might come back together, actually? No. No? They might. Hold on. Uh all these mock drafts are mental masturbation. Yeah, it's going to be like, I forget huh. who the, Satriali is going to film oh, for a baby. I don't know. Okay. There's only one way. There's only one way to I, I'm glad if it's someone like Santriani, that's somebody that's at least like around their age. As much as I appreciate the new Alice in Chains, it is always yeah. a little bit weird that that dude's like half their age. It's, 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 all these bands are going to do the same. It's going to become like the, uh, you know, it's like the the band without the members, you know, like come see Van Halen. Well, who's in it? I don't know. Four dudes, but they're all playing. You're right, Van exactly. Halen. One of them is vaguely related. Yeah. yeah. I, see, this is why Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> did all those auditions. Anyway, that's a different podcast. All right. <laughs> it's on to the mocks. It's mock draft season. We, I know we're trying to put it off. We can't. <laughs> we just try to avoid. We, it. We're trying to avoid all these uh-huh. mocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, with with just a week to go into the draft, uh, mock season has never been l- less important. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> let's get to the tweets. <whistles> At Mike Up Sports One, Mike Nicastro. This is the most interesting Steelers draft ever. Colbert's last dance. The draft has never been bigger. Social media has never been bigger. Pittsburgh hasn't needed a quarterback since before some of you were born. Is this the most exciting Steelers draft? I I, I, I see he didn't say exciting. He said interesting. Interesting, yes. Exciting is we need one piece to become a a Super Bowl favorite, and there's probably going to be there. This is interesting. This is the old may you live in interesting times kind of thing. Um, He's right about this being the most interesting. I mean, I agree with everything he said, yeah. but it's, I don't agree with exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the draft has never been bigger. I don't know about that. I think the draft has been as big as it's been, right? Uh, I, mean, well, I mean, again, it just comes back to that thing about like, okay, they only need one piece or one or two pieces, and we're probably going to find them maybe, but there's another team out there. Like, that could be exciting. That could be bigger. But this is this is real several forks in the road kind of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Exciting for Steelers is waiting for pick 30 to get your guy. And right, then, yeah. right. That would be exciting. <laughs> Exciting. Yes, we had a great season, and there's one more dude out there. Like, all right, well, people are starting to, you know, come in with heavy opinions now. Here's at Trey Day seventy nine, Trey, Trey Essex, our uh, our alumni tweeter of the of the last of last season. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, Steelers should take the best interior defensive lineman available at twenty. Have to stop the run and do whatever it takes to extend Cam's career. I mean, uh, you know, I like the the, the the you know that kaiju player from Georgia. I mean, the way they discuss him is the way you know. I, I like him, but I mean, it's I I I don't know if, but it also seems like you could get maybe that guy in the second round too if something falls to you. So yeah, I, I but Trey's point certainly makes a lot of sense. I mean, I couldn't even tell you who the D line. I mean, you know, the the guys from Georgia, Jordan Davis. They don't think he's going to last. They don't, but I like I like the idea. Of sure. Him. Oh I yeah. Do. Then and, they uh, got the other guy, uh, Devontae. 
Wyatt, which people mm-hmm. mock to us. Although, yeah. I you know he did he does have, um, you know he he was arrested once. No, I, I I saw the same Slack thread that you did. Yeah. So I'm like, just oh, you know man, I'm just thinking. I don't need any more. You know not not in a first round. You know no. like it's well, always especially because a- it seems that they all seem to think uh, a lot of the mock drafts. And again, using mock drafts to buttress your point is the yes. kind of just you know corroded thinking that's going to disappear by like you know noon next Friday. But they do seem to think that this Connecticut kid, the Yukon kid, Travis, whatever, yeah. Yeah. is is I don't know if he's if, if he might he'll probably beat her in the second round. People don't seem to think he'll be gone, so that would be a fine second round pick, you know. Yeah, except that we might need a wide receiver too, right? You know? Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. let's go on to let's go on to at stats underscore t. This is Steeler Scott. Okay. Honestly, what everyone witnessed last season from our O line, I'm surprised that not a lot of people seem to be interested in drafting a lineman in the first. Are we really sold that these two free agents we signed will fix our problems? We need quality depth at that position you know some people are still mocking uh interior linemen in the first round um and even offensive tackles in the first round that we didn't even though we didn't send even though my special friends didn't send any coaches to those pro pro days right it's it's yeah and i understand being nervous about the amount of depth at uh the offensive line but boy you can't have depth everywhere and it's (laughs) and it's and and you certainly can't have depth if you have gaping flaws elsewhere so i I, at this point you know i'm sure if one of these guys one of those super players whose names that i vaguely remember uh, 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 falls to them, they could take one of those guys at the offensive line, but they don't have to. Hence, the point of signing the offensive lineman they did. Yeah, I, that's a good, that's a good point. And I think that at Jim Wexel has a good point. James C. Wexel, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Corley, Sealers' new assistant QB coach. Nah, they're not drafting QB round one. Like we just basically hired somebody for whoever we're whoever uh, the Steelers are bringing in. So. They're drafting a quarterback. It just might not be in round one. They're you absolutely might, might bringing a quarterback. I mean, yeah, but they're definitely bringing in a quarterback. They lost two quarterbacks. They're getting two quarterbacks. That's They will draft someone to play quarterback. I don't know if it's going to be in the first round, but they will draft someone. You don't think it will? You don't think it necessarily will be first round? I, I, I've started. I mean, me personally, I've started to come away from that just because I've started to think that, you know. And again, I'm I'm totally at the mercy of what can only be de- described as propaganda at this point when it comes to reading mock drafts. I kind of tend to think all three quarterbacks will be gone. I think somebody will have taken Malik. I think somebody will have taken Pickett. I think somebody will have taken the Ritter kid. And I okay. think they'll be left with Howe, Corral, and whoever else. So, I mean, it. So I, at this point, I'm starting to be- mentally think they're not going to draft round one just because I'm assuming there's going to be a run earlier on in the first round. Um. All right, well, you know, Welcome to the Mock Wars. Even this late date, we're still getting new players wow. mocked to us in these mock drafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sports Illustrated, Zach Petra, mm-hmm. mocked to us for the first time. Tulsa outs, uh, offensive tackle Tyler Smith. Oh, okay. So, you know, so the tackles that have been mocked to us have been the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's some say he's a top five I was guy. Say he might, yeah, he really improved the stock there. Um, Penning. Everyone okay. likes, but you know we they didn't. Weren't in Northern nope. Iowa. No one said it. Always goes back to that. And then there is now this Tyler Smith. <laughs> I don't think we're. I don't think it's going to be a tackle. I don't know. I. I. I, I mean, if 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 they really really believe in him or one falls, then sure. But I, at this point, I would be surprised. I couldn't. I can't even think of the last offensive tackle first round. 
Not Max Starks, no. Mark Starks um, was a third round. Beecham was a seventh rounder. Yeah. And, um, um, Alejandro was uh, not drafted free agent guy. They essentially built up at. Uh, yeah, DeCastro played guard at. Um, Marvell Smith I, was he? He, sec- he, might have been he was a second, second round. round. He was a second round. So you know, I we may, I couldn't even tell you the last first round right, tackle we had. I was trying to think what did Jermaine Stevens play at? Um, but yeah. <laughs> at, uh, um, so let's uh, shall we do the mock tally here? Sure. We're up to two hundred and seventeen mock drafts in two hundred and half. 207 think of all the the brain power we could have maybe cured we could have cured i don't know what we could have cured diseases well, i mean I, it's nice to think that but then think about the people who are doing these mock drafts they're not curing anything <laughs> no. with this brain power they're not even curing our our mock dilemma <laughs> Uh, That's true. Are we any closer <laughs> to having an idea of who the Steelers are going to pick? The more we know, the more we learn, the less we know. After t- 217 mock drafts, okay, uh, the the tally seems to be Malik Willis with 38. Okay, he's in the lead. Okay. Uh, Desmond Ritter, 29. Although this was a big week for Ritter, eight mocks mocked him to us in the first wow so he's so he outpaced Pickett. oh he outpaced Pickett. he outpaced willis he's he's on the, he's uh as casey casey would say casey Kasem would say he's uh with the with a bullet you know oh, he's on the rise okay. with the i didn't realize that came from casey no i don't okay. think it did i think i made oh. that up oh, I, don't th- okay. I don't think casey ever talked about bullets <laughs> sorry that was a rick that was a rick d's maybe okay. um so all right so it's willis 38 uh-huh ritter 29 Pickett wow. 25 mock drafts next okay then uh Corral. Okay. At eight, Corral, Corral and Hal are both in. Yeah, all right. Everyone, you know, we don't know the difference yet between <laughs> Corral and Hal. I, like I said, they're both two quarterbacks from the South. I don't, you know. Well, also, the jerseys don't look all that dissimilar. I mean, it's they, they, like if they almost look like different jerseys from the same team. Like if you look at all the different jerseys the Chargers have or like the Bills have had in the last decade, there's like that same kind of spectrum here. You know, some of the guys on the Steelers preview thought it would be uh, fun to kind of, you know, just kind of take us to task over the, our confusion. Oh, good. Corral of Ole Miss, not uh, Matt Howell. That they, like, <laughs> I was going to say, what, what you gonna, where's, where, where's Matt Howell? Uh, hey, I'm just glad those guys didn't say Thurston Howell the third from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, hey, they bust on everybody. They've got to be able to take it. They've they got to. to take it. They have to. They won't, but they have to. We should, oh, we should be able to take it. What did did you did you hear that at the end? Yeah. They have to. They won't, but they have to. They won't, but they have to. That would that. I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, we we, we should we should be able to take such things. I, I I do agree with that. They won't was a bit much, perhaps. But oh yeah. yeah. All the these guys know the difference between Matt Howell and <laughs> Sam Corral. Uh, you know, I I not. I don't even is think. It, I, I think that's wrong too. Is it that's Matt wrong? Howell and Sam? No, I don't. I don't know. Is it Sam Howell? It's Sam Howell and Matt Corral. It, I guarantee I guess, their I, moms don't even know the difference I, I, when I, they. If you put them in a lineup, usual Sussex. They'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. The only person who knows the difference between Sam Howell and Matt Corral okay. is Brett Michaels. Right? That's <laughs> true. He's the only that's, one. In that's fa- unlikely as well. In fact, yeah. if you put these two together, if, if they both came to uh to the draft okay. and when the Steelers pick 20, I bet either one of them could have could walk out and you'd say, Yeah, there's our guy. In <laughs> yeah. fact, okay. that that's got, that has, that has me thinking. That has me thinking okay. of something. What are you thinking? They were on the verge of fulfilling their destinies. Two of the best quarterbacks in this draft are Matt Corral and Sam Howell. But they were two dogs fighting for the same bone. It sucks that only one of us will go to our dream team. Too bad we both can't go to Pittsburgh. Wait, who says we can't? 
It's the true story of two dreamers. It's the perfect plan. All I need is a fake ID and someone who can make TikToks. Who decided to create their own destiny. Throw out your mock draft, folks. There's a new name in the arms race. Where did this guy come from? We're two people pretending to be the same man. There's no way we'll get away with this. That's the thing. We're not pretending anymore. We are this guy now. This April, Omar Epps is Mike Tomlin. Coach, is it true you have two players taking one roster spot? We're always trying to get eight pounds in a five-pound bag. Nick Jonas is Mason Rudolph. You know, I think I would know if he were two people because we've, like, had lots of informal conversations of fun. And Brett Michaels in the role of a lifetime as himself. In the story of a draft day miracle. With the 20th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Matt Howell. Two faced at the 50-yard line. This weekend, only in theaters. Boom, I think we just created a Hollywood blockbuster. I'm, I'm, I'm so amazed you did that. I mean, that is that is just incredible. That thumb. But yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, it's 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 got to be better than The Blind Side. That's my hottest take. I hated that movie. But um, but no, it 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 it's, it's I honestly I, I'm glad they bagged on this because otherwise I would never be able to tell the difference between these two guys. I mean, well, that's, that's the only way I'm really going to learn is that I needed that kind of negative reinforcement. All right. Well, <laughs> let's put uh, let's put well no let's before we get to the speed round let's go to some uh couch colberts here okay uh some you know some people not don't want to give kevin his due let's uh at tommy jaggy at tommy jaggy uh miles boykin really struggled in baltimore but he's worth a shot for a special team's value alone physical freak but not everyone agreed oh at Blitzburg, Miles Boykin had just one reception in eight games last year with the Ravens. Boykin started the season on injured reserve and was inactive for five of the final eight weeks. Uh, what you know, Boykin? He's he's. I I see more of a special teamer really than anything else. Do you think he's going to contribute in the wide receiver room? I don't know. I think he could. I think he's a a big guy that has some talent that it hasn't worked out for. So you give him a chance, and if it doesn't work, you cut him. I mean, this seems like there's no downside to them doing this. It's not like oh man, we signed Miles Boykin, now we can't get a safety. There's none of that. This is this is you know this is does it pure affect, upside? But does it affect the, the decision to draft a wide receiver at all? Uh, I think it makes it so you don't feel so pressured to do it like maybe in the first round. I think they still know they have to bring in a wide receiver. I mean, it's, you know, I, I in all the tweets about uh, uh, Miles Boykin, I was struck by each of the images used by Getty seemed to be him catching a pass over the Steelers. I, I couldn't <laughs> help but notice that. Well, Steelers are infamous. That's been their MO now. Yes. If you beat us, we bring you on. So, Absolutely, so yes. there'll eventually be no one left in the league that uh, that will be <laughs> the Steelers. Everyone says Baker's next. Baker's going to come on the team next. Well, I mean, that brings us to at J Bailey NFL Steelers projected wide receiver depth. Mm-hmm. One, Deontay Johnson. Two, Chase Claypool. Three, drafted rookie. Four, Miles Boykin. Five, Anthony Miller. Um, that I don't know. That seems, I, I still think that Boykin is special teams maybe only and Miller is... I, don't, I just don't. I just don't know. I don't know if those are the pieces. I I I actually kind of think these are the pieces, but yeah. I would put 
you know, change the order to somewhere like Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, drafted player one, drafted player two. two. I think they'll bring in a couple, like, you know, the early round guy and then like the tiny dude at the end or the big dude that caught like five passes in college at some school you never heard of. That's the other thing. But also Boykin might take the place of that. Like this might be like Boykin might. I mean, he's not the same level of speed, but like Ali Mays, you know, the way because the Steelers used to do that for a long time. You'd bring in a wide receiver late in the draft that, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out so well in college. Boykin might take that person's place. So maybe they do just draft one receiver or like a hay bay or something. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And it's and again, it's a guy that, like you said, mostly going to play special teams. But it um, but yeah, but Boykin might. But I also think Boykin makes it so you don't feel like, OK, the sixth round's coming. We got to get, you know, yeah. a tiny guy that caught a million passes for Fresno State or something like <laughs> um, uh, one more thing as far as uh, free agency. At Triggered Wise, this is Tyler Wise. Okay, this is hilarious to me. Steeler fans are nuts, and it had a screen cap of uh, of his Twitter searches. Tyron Matthew Eagles, two hundred and sixty tweets a day. Okay, Tyron Matthew Raiders, no results. Hmm. Tyron Matthew Steelers, two thousand two hundred and forty tweets in the last hour. <laughs> Steeler Nation is just bonkers, right? Uh, oh yeah, it's um, it's 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 and that's and for better or for worse, that shows Tyran what this would be like yeah. if you. Can, I mean, it's if you're willing to take the money. This is this is a, it is a good introduction for what life would be like here in Pittsburgh, Mister Matthew. Oh yeah, but and, keep uh, but watch how they're treating DJ too right now right. too because that's uh, I think it's a little bit too. Yeah, you're gonna get two hundred two thousand tweets an hour saying they love you, and then they're gonna get two thousand tweets an hour saying they hate you. So, all right, let's put five minutes. It's on the oh shoot you know what I forgot to uh, let's give uh, let's give away oh, the clue yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah 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 because yeah. we promised you we had the clue mm-hmm. for our draft day party mm-hmm. and by clue you mean question clue I mean question we ha- I we have the I, I gotta find it here so mm-hmm. this is what's going on all right mm-hmm. at uh, behind the steel curtain we're mm-hmm. giving away two free tickets to the Steeler draft party at Heinz Field this is on the thirtieth it starts at like eleven a.m. all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff going on mm-hmm. like st- like. Steelers players show up sometimes. Oh yeah, it's like a real family fun kind of thing. Especially yeah. if you haven't been down in a while. You get I mean, to the, you can go to the locker room. I yeah. think Bob Pompanelli will paint your face. Maybe Pompiani. Yes, Pompiani. someday I'm going to correct you. This is finally the day, Pompanelli. <laughs> um, it, uh, yes, but it, it's something I always meant to go to, and I never did. But I was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So you you, you watch the draft on the big screen. Lots mm-hmm. of fun, and yeah. we're sending we're sending someone we're sending two people we're sending you and a friend mm-hmm. to the draft day party. But you need the clue, and we, we've been giving the clues away on every day on Wednesday and today and tomorrow. We're giving clues on the shows. Uh, you need to, you need to. It's it's a it's a. It, well, hey, let's just get to the quiz question. It's a jersey. <laughs> Why am it's taking me so long to explain it? <laughs> let's get to the clue. Woo. Okay. The jersey number of the Steelers' starting nose tackle in 2013. That's your clue. That's the clue. It's not here. Well, I'll give you a hint because we're we're we 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 love our fans. It's, okay. It's not Casey Hampton. There you go. Boom. That there you are. Yes. That, so uh, get that. Uh, you know, write down the clue, and when you get all six, mm-hmm. uh, you have to email them to bngblitz at gmail dot com. Okay. That's bngblitz at gmail dot com. Okay. Uh, with all six jerseys mm. all right the first correct answer will win those tickets wow so uh, once again the clue is the jersey number of the Steelers' starting nose tackle in 2013 mm-hmm. 
No, that's great. That 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 that's that's good. That uh... and if you lose, you can come to my draft party, which will just be in my backyard. I was going to say, I think it's yeah, I think it's us. I think it's me trying to avoid your cat. I think it's most of it. <laughs> All right, let's put five minutes on the. Well, we, we're going to go a little long. Let's put five minutes on the <laughs> on the clock for the speed round. Uh, let's start with at Teresa Varley. Teresa Varley. Mm-hmm. John Mitchell broke barriers while he was at the University of Alabama, and this weekend, the university will honor Mitchell during the 2022 Golden Flake A-Day game, the school's annual spring football game. Mm. Uh, You know, John Mitchell, assistant head coach, longtime D-line coach, Mm -hmm. but, you know, what a lot of Steelers fans probably don't know is that this guy was the first African-American football player at the University of Alabama. That's incredible. If you know your history, you'll remember Governor George Wallace standing mm-hmm. at the doors, you know, because he was not going to let black people into his school. And that was in the, that was 63. It took right. almost a decade before John Mitchell was hand recruited from Coach Bear Bryant uh, to come to Alabama. And so you can only imagine what he had to put up with you know uh it's believe me just getting into alabama was probably the easiest part then it was what he had to deal with afterwards i'm sure 100 i mean just an accomplished man in every sense of the word you know so we so there was a lot of narrative you know especially around the brian flores hire and the talk around that like oh tomlin you know doesn't walk the walk when it comes to minority hires and it's like you can't walk the walk more than a john mitchell you know and and it's probably and and he was better before tomlin i can't put this on tomlin you know, oh, yeah. this is a Rooney thing, and it's it's the same. The franchise that brought us the Rooney Rule, the franchise that brought us, uh, you know, Dunn, the mm-hmm. franchise that brought us uh, Mitchell. You know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, absolutely, and it's and he's kept. It's not like, and again, it's not like Mitchell. Mitchell does the job. Mitchell yeah. can do the work. He's still very good at that. I mean, look at the, what he's gotten out of the defensive linemen, such as Cam, such as uh, uh, to it. I mean, it's you know, Alou Alou was a bust. When he came to Pittsburgh, he really was. And then he became an indispensable piece. I would love to just hear a conversation, just just to be a fly on the wall between, you know, a conversation between, you know, a Mitchell and maybe a Tomlin, maybe even a Rooney. I don't know. Just, mm-hmm. the, you know, the things that he has to say, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, what a, what a, what a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on to, let's just go to at Sharp Football, Warren Sharp, the okay. least expensive offenses this year. And Pitt. At the very bottom, fifty-two point six million, the the lowest uh, lowest salaried offense in the NFL. Yeah, because you don't have that franchise quarterback taking twenty million dollars a year guarantee. That's just how the numbers are going to be, man. Like, and uh, you yeah, know, the running back on the rookie deal, yeah. the lead receiver on the rookie deal, the tight end on the rookie deal. It's yeah, everyone's on the rookie deal. And Every no receiver, one's a Hall of Famer. Everyone's that, who isn't on the rookie deal. Um, uh, I get chooks. <laughs> it hasn't started up yet. I mean, it's, you know. It, uh, well, you know, then, well, on the flip side of that is at J. Henley 55, worth every penny, most expensive defenses in the NFL, pit number one, $124 million. And again, that's going to be helped by the highest paid pl- defensive player in the history of the National Football League. And we're about to get another one right, with exactly. Minka. But that's also where Omar, Omar Khan plays hide the ball with the cop and how that works <laughs> with the salary cap. Like, um, and you know, let's, uh, I, I want to give the final word to <laughs> at I underscore B Smith for Devon, Devi, Davion Smith from the pits from formerly of the Pittsburgh Maulers. Mm. What rules did I break? Now you're lying on my name. Say less. I haven't seen anything more bizarre in my life than this 
than this Mauler's drama over chicken salad in the cafeteria. I, 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 and it barely makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to try and repeat back to you what I think I know and tell me what well, this is true. He allegedly broke other team laws that we were not privy to, and then he was disrespectful to a cafeteria worker on film, which you should never do in any context, and that's what got him cut from the team. But his story, uh, Mr. Smith's, is entirely different, saying that Wilson came up to him and said, hey, everything's great. I'm sorry about this. We'll get you back on the team. But da, 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 da. And that's where we are now? Or is that what, what am I missing? What don't it's I know? It's something like that. There's obviously something was, there's something, obviously something unspoken, miscommunication, because Coach Kirby was like, he's coming in there. Dude is like, uh, Full Metal Jacket. You okay, know? I haven't watched any of these clips. Could, he's just super serious. There wasn't. There was a pregame interview with Haley and okay. Coach Kirby, and Haley is just like, "Yeah, we're gonna have a bunch of fun. This game doesn't even matter." And meet uh, me at Tequila Cowboy after the game. And man, Coach Kirby was was like, "This is not only the Super Bowl. This is every Super Bowl." <laughs> um, just so so serious, and to to cut this guy, I don't know. It just it just leaves a weird taste in my mouth. Is this is how the league is kicking off? And I tried to watch the Maulers, and it I, was I couldn't do it, it was man. worse than it was like watching a game out of like nineteen twenties NFL, just all running with like no the passing, it's a hat, and it goes over your yeah. Ears. It was just you yeah. know uh, a lot of guys from Michigan. I don't know, but um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Under, I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with the Maulers. I, I mean, it, it. It does seem like if there's something where you have little to no connection to it, there's nothing in this life that says, "Well, you have to follow another team that's not good." Yeah, that's there's nothing in it. I mean, it's. Or, or, I mean, I. I wish them the best, but we are coming into pirate season. You know, you don't need multiple teams <laughs> that like. Ah, oh, this is going to be a chore to watch. It is literally spring. Like, you know, you don't have to deal I'm, with I'm this. thinking if these guys want to come in and play for the Maulers, the least you could do is give them some pizza to eat and not chicken right. salad. <laughs> I mean, wasn't that a, a role with the Arena League? Was like they had to tell the owners, look, you have to stop giving these guys day jobs. <laughs> like, you can't bring them into the team this way. Because I imagine that would be a great way to be like, hey, do you want to, you know, come play for my team? I will get you actual work. That's an easy way. That's an easy recruitment. So yeah, it, I'll get you on the construction site in the offseason. Right, right. Because And then you can have an actual life as opposed to beating your head in for 20 bucks an hour or whatever so yeah so it so i i i i it, it does it does it does seem weird and like i told you uh, when we were talking about this off the record it reminds me of nothing more than that time chris rainey yelling at the colts twitter feed about how he didn't beat up the trash can during that preseason game after he got cut by arians like that's what i kept thinking <laughs> that of. poor and, trash can mm. and then he went on to be apparently one of the great punt returners in cfl history somebody told me that once at chris rainey the only steelers player i am bigger than in the time that i've <laughs> The team, uh, went on to have a decent career. No, Dre Archer, I think you might have. You might be. No, no, I looked it up. Dre Archer was like a couple inches taller. Okay, like it was, you know. Right. But but Rainy was. You know. All right. Well, let's get out of here. We Please. we went we went long. Next week is uh, it's draft. Oh, uh, it'll be draft eve. Yeah. Well, no, it'll be draft day for us next week. We're so, going on Thursday. Thursday. Oh, okay. Cool. We're on Thursday at noon. That's, hey, that's, that's what our podcast is. Great. <laughs> all right. Uh, until next week. Uh, when this all comes to a head and, the, and, and all the mocks finally mean nothing and we actually get to the picks. All right. I am. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Kyle Christ. Greg, where are you on Twitter? I am at Greg Benevent. B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. All right. Until next week, remember to keep listening to Behind the Steel Curtain to get the rest of the clues the for clues. the uh, draft day party at Heinz Field. Uh, we will see you next week. Ooh.